All right. Welcome back to another episode of We Miss Sports. Shout out to our millions of listeners. Yep. Thanks for making us the number one sports business podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yep. Yep. Um, but happy July 4th, everybody. July 4th weekend. Yeah. Sam, I know you had, you went, you went on a little trip. You so were, did I. Listen, I was going to say, you were, you were, we're all the way out there, too. So I was in um, Nashville over the past few weeks. It was pretty cool. Something I, I learned is that Nashville is kind of, uh, it's almost Midwest. You know, it's when you look at it on a map. I thought it was, I thought it was deep south. I also recently learned that uh, Missouri is also Midwest, yep. not south at all. It, well, at least geographically you could say right 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 yeah right. but um no it was it was a good time it was hot like one of the humid day, oh my goodness yeah it was like every day was over 90 something oh, one God. of the days was like 100 so it was it was toasty um, no sea breeze down there no 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 sea breeze it was toasty uh, our airbnb was pretty much crap no pun intended they're actually one of the toilets was like connected to the um tub and had what? gotten overflown and there's like literally a turd in the That's toilet. disgusting. I know. Wasn't that, that <laughs> luckily there was there was two. You deserve better. No, we deserve better. No, didn't even offer a refund. That's but a pretty fly uh, t-shirt you're wearing though, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's been sitting in my uh, closet. You know, I, I realized I have no t-shirts. Well, I, I also realized that, but dude, that's it's looking awfully seventies. I know. Well, you know what? It's coming back. It really is. We're gonna manifest it. Well, I've been seeing on. Um, uh, like in, you know, Instagram is always showing you ads for like stuff, whether you're scrolling or looking yeah. at stories. Although I will say, it seems like the number of ads I see has gone down. Really? Maybe they uh, figured out that they were nauseating people. Y- you know, I actually this is gonna sound crazy because you know me, I actually very much dislike ads. But I haven't since. It's almost like since the increase of disposable income, I've been more warm to ads that show me something I might buy because it's not it's not attacking you for your for your lack of money right, right. <laughs> you don't take it personally no I don't take it as personally anymore and I to your point about the 70s I've been seeing a lot of like uh, short sleeve collared shirts possibly two-toned with zippers okay which to me just looks 70s inspired right yeah that's all I had to say on the topic but how was San Diego it was good I was in San Diego for a couple days made my way up to the wilderness of Topanga, went to Venice Beach, it was good, you know, speaking of 70s, I went to, Topanga is very hippie, no, extremely, man. it's like the hippie capital of the world, it's gotta be. Did you go there on purpose for that reason? No, but the stars seem to align, yeah. um, so. Because your girlfriend, she's kind of a hippie. She is kind of a hippie, yeah. she's literally a hippie, yeah. um, natural remedies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, July 4th was fun, uh, but we're back, back to business. Yep. yep. Um, so... We got, you know, a little, few things to talk about, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of Joey Chestnut in honor of July 4th, a little bit of NFL news with Baker going down to the Panthers, um, a little bit of 2K, not 2K news, NBA news, because free agency is in full swing. Um, but yeah, might be a light episode, but you know, they tend to be sometimes light, people like them short. But anyway, let's start about off by talking um, Oakland payroll, and we've talked about this before. But Oakland is their payroll for this year is just about forty-seven million dollars for twenty-six players. That's an average of one point eight million. Meanwhile, you have Steph Curry about to make forty-eight million this upcoming season. How can you justify that? You know, at the end of the day, the money in the sport, obviously, you know, the players earn but a but a slice. Right, a lot of money is made in all these sports. The players earn but a slice. The NBA just so happens to make a lot of money, 
Um, there's fewer players, like you noted. I think they because it's a players' league in many ways. They almost run the show, so I'm not surprised at the disparity. But if I'm other sports or another sports union, I'm almost asking myself, how do we weasel our way to be in just as good as a, of a position as the NBA Players Association? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the TV deal is gigantic, so it only makes sense that the players also have gigantic contracts. They only go up with time, but at the other side of the coin, like you mentioned, the A's, they're almost doing this on purpose. They, they don't want to spend money. Well, dude, those, and speaking of the NBA salary cap, it's even, it's going up another 10% from 2022 to 2023. So, I mean, that's only going to be reflected in the next round of free agency. I mean, keep in mind, too, the NBA, I'd have to, like, pull it up to know the exact numbers, but the NBA salary cap, I think, in, like, 2012 was, like, so much lower than it is today. I, I would need to, I'm going to look up the numbers while we're here, but it's, like, it's made several dramatic jumps in recent history, and it doesn't seem like it's slowing. And so contracts of today... I mean, no wonder LeBron, for the longest, wasn't signing any long-term deals. He's a smart man. He was waiting for the next big bump. Um, But the odd thing about this whole Oakland thing, right, is that they are fully prepared to ask the city of Oakland for $12 billion to go build this new stadium with apartment complexes, entertainment centers, all this stuff. Yet, they won't even come close. The salary cap in the MLB is $230 million. So they're not even spending a quarter of that to, to fuel their team. And I know they're famous for the whole money ball approach, but it's not working. They're like 28 and 45. No accountability. None. Well, that's the worst part about the MLB is that there's, there's no, uh, given the nature of how they, they share money, you can just be bad forever, essentially, and just coast. It's probably one of the best businesses one could be in. Yeah, seriously. Um, but what else was I going to say? Um, Let's talk about uh, our man Joey Chestnut really right, quick. So, so this is I know gonna, you have a lot to say. Yeah, this is going to be a long one. This is going to be a long one. But in brief, just to summarize, obviously this past uh, weekend, I think it's always on the 4th of July, is, is this hot dog? It's always on July 4th. Yeah, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Championship. I might have butchered what it's actually called, but that's the essence. You know, it's a... Uh, event with a $10,000 prize. People, I don't even know how you qualify, actually. That's probably worth looking up. You probably have to have some reputation of sorts. No, no. no I imagine there's qualifiers. Objective. Let's let's look it up. Or okay. maybe you have to hit a number like X amount of hot dogs in in ten minutes. Let's see. Yeah, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Competitive eating is just a ridiculous uh, sport in itself. If you if you want to call it that. Yeah. So they only have a, usually around. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have to be uh, you have to be a member of Major League Eating. Wow. Uh, which is an organization that organizes professional eating contests. Major League Eating. How, how many events do they host a year? Oh, I mean, when I was looking through Joey's world records, he holds 55, by the way. They literally eat anything that you could imagine, <laughs> like any sort of foods. At first, I'm like, oh, it's just hot dogs, but that's just, just so happens that this competition right, is right, hot right. dogs. It, it could be pies. Yeah. These people eat anything. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to actually look to see how you become a member of this. I imagine you know a guy who knows a guy. And, and then you, you prove know, yourself. Yeah, and then you prove yourself. But back It's like to a Joey. guild. You have to show up, and yeah. all they have is hot dogs and water. You know, it, it, everybody's got to start somewhere, but <laughs> you should show up to an, an empty room. And take guys in some, hoods. <laughs> it's like a pyramid of hot dogs. Um, so Joey Chestnut, I believe he had won prior to this 14 of these competitions. So he's going for, um, 
I think they call it the mustard belt or something. It could be mustard bowl, whatever they call it. They have a funny name for it. But he's going for his 15th. Uh, was comes in on crutches because he ruptured a tendon in his leg. Um, uh, spoiler alert: He won. He won like he ate sixty three hot dogs after being interrupted by a protester uh, who came on stage to protest uh, the handling of uh, the the animals by Nathan's and uh, presumably other uh, grievances with the whole meat eating and uh, livestock right. industry. Um, you know, interrupted Joey, who regrettably, regrettably put this person in a headlock. Um, still managed to win the competition. Keep in mind, he's he had the 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 wherewithal to continue munching mm. on his mouth full of hot dogs yep. while attempting to to choke out the, the, the protester. Yeah. So um, the reason why I, I think there's a, a decent amount to talk about. Uh, around this conversation isn't so much about what happened on the 4th of July or even the fact that he won his 15th. Um, it's really about Joey Jaws Chestnut and where he sits with all competitors of all time. I, I, I'm not using the word athlete for a reason, right? Because people will say, oh, he's not an athlete, which, you know, okay, whatever. He's still a competitor, though. He's He's a professional at what he does. And... The word dominant, I think, has to get thrown out there. I think he sits on the Mount Rushmore of most dominant competitors to ever compete. Tiger, Brady, Jordan, Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. I'm like only half kidding. I mean, dude, the, the, one of the honestly, the most, the, one of the coolest things about him might honestly be his name. Joey Chestnut, like, he sounds like a mythical character. It, it fits. I mean, he got his start in like 2006 in a in an asparagus eating contest. That was his first. Uh, so he went and ate a deep fried asparagus. But he he beat a high ranked eater, Rich Lafarve. Uh, Joey ate 6.3 pounds of asparagus in 11 minutes. Sounds disgusting. So there was the, the bystanders, they looked and they said, that kid's got some promise. <laughs> that, was, that was the minor leagues. Yeah. When, <laughs> the, the, they, the, you, don't, you don't get to start eating meat unless you can down <laughs> some fried veggies. Well, that same year, uh, he went on to eat 32 hot dogs in a hot dog eating contest behind Kobayashi, who's also rook- a legend. Those are rookie numbers. But he, in his first, you know, he, he was third. He was, he was already kind of on the top of the, this MLE in his first go-around. Right. Um, so, like I said, he holds 55 world records, some of which include most grilled cheeses, uh, which is 32 and a half in 10 minutes, uh, wings, over 240 in half an hour, 103 sliders in eight minutes, 10 and a half pounds of mac and cheese in seven, 380 wontons in 10. Uh, that's all before he graduated college. By Did the you way. say wontons? Wontons. Like yeah. dumplings? Yeah, dumplings. Yeah. <laughs> 380. Um, and then, you know... This is all before he graduated college. Those were, yeah. And there's 55 of these, so I'm not even rambling Dude, through I, all I, of them. How many, how many beers do you think this guy can drink? I know it's different, oh, but... So you think it's different? I mean, at the end of the day, it's stomach space, but there is alcohol involved. Like, how much, how much, can, how much of that can the body really take? I feel like it'd be a safe bet to assume more than we think. More than standard. More than standard, right. yeah. Much more than standard. Yeah, but... um. 
Yeah, I mean, 20 corned beef sandwiches, 70 bratwursts, 14 and a half pounds of burritos. The guy can eat. The list goes on and on. The list goes on and on and on. So I don't have too much to say about him, but I do want to say I want to present the conversation. And obviously, I'm not the first person to come up with this or to think about this, um, but I just want to reintroduce the the conversation to people's minds. Who, Who do you know that is better at what they do than this guy? Um, in crutches. In crutches. Um, so, I know. I know you had something. Tell me. Tell me how he trains to eat these these this mass amounts of of food, veggies, meat, whatever. Yeah. So so keep in mind. Well, before I answer that question, we we got to start with his mentality, right? So we're, we're over here talking in jest, right? It's, I mean, it's hot dogs, like you mentioned at the end of the day. But Joey takes it actually real seriously. I mean, he says, uh, you know, to to quote him, this is after. Uh, Winning his sixth consecutive hot dog eating contest in 2012, uh, he went on where he ate 68 hot dogs. By the way, he went on to say, "I will not stop until I reach 70," which he did. Um, the sport isn't about eating; it's about drive and dedication. And at the end of the day, hot dog eating challenges both my body and my mind. Those are, you know, he's. He knows what he's doing. Yep. Those are some strong words. Yep. He, this is no, this ain't no hobby. No. To Joey Chestnut. No. I mean, it's, it's for the love of the game, too. And like we said, you only win 10 grand for winning that contest. You know, he only makes. Does he have a real job? This is, well, he's a competitive eater. So he, so, <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> so he, he makes anywhere from, you know, 250 to like 400 grand a year. Not bad. No, not bad at all. Um, but to answer your question about how he trains, he he, expa- he trains by expanding his stomach through milk and water and other things that you know make him feel bloated. But when it's go time, he starts by eating forty hot dogs and works his way up. Similarly to how runners might build mileage or how you might plan a workout in a weight room, you know it's a build up. There's cycles, right? So so he'll sit down a couple nights a week just. Eat 40. Yeah. Next week, maybe 42, 43, right. 44, 45. All of a sudden, he's in a spot where he can, he can down 68 of these bad boys. Right. Disgusting. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. I don't, you know, I also don't have many thoughts on Joey Chestnut other than um, admiration. It's something that I certainly couldn't do. It's probably something that probably nobody else in this world could do. Yeah, I mean, and just to go back to the protest piece too. Obviously, we don't um, advocate for violence or anything like that. But it is, I it just makes me wonder how big of a protest those contests get when they're eating meat like that, or just food in general. There must always be somebody who's got a bone to pick, no pun intended. You know, like people really aren't aren't for meat, dude. The visual is undeniably hilarious of the chokehold. Yes, mid. Mid, mid, mid eat. He probably had six dogs in his mouth. It's disgusting. And he's just, he's ready to brawl. It's, you know, it, it's, it's for the love of the game. What, did he, what do you think he majored in in college? Oh, man. Nutrition? So, probably not even <laughs> close. Probably like computer science or something. English. Well, we're happy for Joey. And yep. we, we, we hope he, he keeps this, this ride going. At what age do you retire from something like that? I feel like you can just keep on going and going. I don't know if... I don't know if your stomach ever shrinks with age. I don't know if your performance can go down. Well, I mean, he's he's relatively young, right? Like I said, he graduated school. Like, 
don't know. You said like 06, 2010 or something, something, like, that? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So he, he can't be. I mean, he's, he was born in the 80s for sure. So I, I think he, you do this comfortably into late 40s, maybe even early 50s. Maybe he, he takes a page out of Mr. Brady's book and keeps at it. Yeah. yeah it's a shock he doesn't have his own line of, of hot dogs or brats. Well, well, that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, in this sport, in the MLE, maybe at a certain age, you might retire from some foods. But you might still be able to keep going. It's just like how you might stop dunking, but you, you can still shoot the rock. <laughs> it's a new skill set. Yeah, you just got to evolve your skill yep, set. Yep, yep, evolve with, with you go with to the liquids, world. like you said. Like, yep. There's got to be a beer drinking contest. Yeah, no, seriously. All right, well, we talked enough about Joey Chestnut. Yeah, back um, to reality world. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to, I guess, not that hot dog eating isn't a sport, but back to you know slightly more physical sports. Um, let's talk about NBA 2K. Michael Jordan will be back on the cover of NBA 2K23. First time since I want to say 2011. You know, I knew I knew it was smart for me to wait to to buy it. Um, I've actually been playing 22. Not bad. Well, some people have said that's a, one of the best games since OG Fortnite. Yeah. So hopefully they don't um, regress with this next version. But no, I think it's awesome that Jordan's on the cover. Um, I don't have much to say. I feel like now 2K puts like several people on the covers, so it's not so much the biggest deal to be the cover uh, athlete anymore. But I mean, 2K23, it's only right. It would have been a missed opportunity if they didn't. Do you do you don't you don't feel anything about them electing to go with Michael Jordan as the 23 year over over our man LeBron? Oh uh, no, I, I have no problem with that. I mean. Would we really be shocked if there was a King James version for his 20th season in the league? You know, I, I'm i saying it now. I wouldn't be shocked, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, they are, they released an alternate cover already uh, with Diana Taurasi and I Sue Bird, I believe. So they got two of those ladies on the cover. Um, so would not be shocked if LeBron had his own cover because surely – they want to sell some $100 version of this game. Right, right, yeah. right, which is also highway robbery. But you would buy it. You'd mm. buy it. You know, no. I, I would maybe consider buying the case on eBay, case <laughs> only, just to have it. But right. I would not give that company $100. Um, you want to pull up this Rudy Gobert trade? I want to, I want to, let's, let's talk about this Rudy Gobert trade. I want to, I want to, let's get the, the details out there. I don't want to, I don't want to spew false, uh, Facts like we usually do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you want the full trade details? Yeah. You want me to just read out the deal? Yeah. Okay. So, um, the Timberwolves. Well, actually, let me start with what the Jazz got. Okay. Because we, we already know, you know, Rudy, Rudy got traded, right? But the Jazz got Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmaro, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt. And one, two, three, four first-round picks for Rudy Gobert. You know, Rudy's good, but I, I just the more I look at this trade, and I'm certainly not the first person to say this, but it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. You know, the Timberwolves are giving up a, a solid amount of their team and a solid amount of their future. Dude, they're giving up, like, three of their role players, and it's not like they're in win-now mode. They're, like, win, they're like win a playoff series mode and they've traded like half their half their squad yeah i mean it, it's important to know like uh the current president of the timberwolves was the former gm 
I believe, who drafted Gobert. And so obviously there's something there that he loves. Three-time Depoy. Um, is Carl Anthony Towns the best defender? I mean, he's not bad at all, but I think their defense could be better. Um, I think D'Angelo Russell prefers the pick and roll. Wasn't really able to do that too much necessarily. So I can see how it helps the players they already have, how it affects their depth and how it affects their future. I can't imagine it will be awesome. You know, I think I think the real winner is is Danny Ainge's reputation. Yep. He's just now a... He's 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 the best fleecer of all time. Yeah, there's there's no getting around it. You know, Danny knows more than anybody. He's most comfortable when he's got a bunch of draft picks to keep to, in his back to, pocket to sit on and do nothing yep. with. And so now he's got a bunch. Yeah, you got four of them. Twenty 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 three through twenty twenty nine, all the odd years. So every two years. And who knows how many? Um, who knows how many picks are going to get back for Donovan Mitchell? Which presumably they'll move, right? Well, like, that's the the thing that makes no sense is obviously there's a number of players kind of on the trade block, Donovan Mitchell and others, but like more notably Kevin Durant and probably Kyrie Irving, right? And if you're sending over this much for Rudy Gobert, um, it just sets like an almost insurmountable hill to climb to make a deal for Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant is worth at least 10x whatever Rudy Gobert is worth. And I think that's what the Nets are saying. You know, they're saying that they need like an all-star or a soon-to-be all-star, multiple picks, and solid players in any trade. And you can't actually blame them. I mean, they have all the leverage. KD's on contract. Is he going to sit and not play? I mean... I don't think he would do that. I don't think he would do that. Yeah. Um, But back to the the Jazz. Apparently, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and this is from uh, Windhorst over at ESPN, uh, who was right about this trade he all along? He slept on Windhorse. You know, he, he everybody was, talks about Woj, but Windhorse, Windhorse, however you say his name, he's great. He's 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 a tier above many. But um, apparently, Donovan Mitchell expressed quote some concern about the trade, to which the Jazz replied that they're going to do what's best for the franchise. So he didn't like the trade. He just expressed some concern. I thought he didn't really like Rudy. I thought they didn't really get along. You know, I think he's probably, if, if, I mean, I don't know. I'm not in his head. But if I had to guess, he's probably looking at the people they're bringing in, realizing that, you know, like or hate, love or hate Rudy, he's a solid player on your team. He's gone. Can you win without him? Probably, but maybe. I mean, I'm not saying you, you can't. You probably can. But Mitchell's probably thinking, am I next in the chopping block? Well, he's probably thinking is, dude, I don't want any piece of getting along with Patrick Beverly. That dude seems intolerable. <laughs> I think Utah's going to go into rebuild mode, retool mode. Maybe they'll actually be competitive next year. Who knows? But I expect Donovan Mitchell to be playing in a different jersey in next year's time. Yep. I mean, they got our man, uh, whoever the assistant coach is. I forget his name. Yep. Whatever. Um, all right. Moving on. You know who still on the NBA? Um, you know we should talk about? Everyone's talking about Bronny James. But I want to talk about Bryce, Brycey James. Give him some love. Give All of a sudden, for the longest time, everyone's talking about Bronny, and Bryce was just, you know, he's a little smaller, didn't look like much of an athlete. He had glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he's looking like a late bloomer. Dude's like 6'5, 6'6. Duncan. Yep. Did a new mixtape of his drop or something? No, well, LeBron posted a picture with him. Oh, wow. And he's like, damn. I mean, and the, your first thought is like, wow, he's almost as tall as LeBron now. Oh, wow. Yeah, quite yeah. the growth spurt. I think he'll be damn good. Um, speaking of Bronny, he was I was looking at a 2024 early mock draft, as I do nowadays, and he's projected to be a late first-rounder. 
Well, you know, there's there's plenty of conspiracy theories swirling around, but people think that the Cavs are if they don't re-sign Garland, which did they re-sign Garland or extend Garland? I believe so. Okay, well maybe this is wrong, but there's some rumors that the Cavs are going to try and clear cap space so that they can pick Bronny and then get LeBron back. Really? But I doubt it. You know, I, I think yeah, 193 five-year deal for uh, Garland. I mean. Like you said, the cap's going to keep going up. I imagine a lot of teams are going to have money to play around with, as they do when you know LeBron James is hitting free agency. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much to add there, but if he went back to Cleveland again, that's just the greatest story of all time, huh? <laughs> I'd be shocked. Um, all right, what else? Um, so last week we talked about this crazy NIL deal um, for Jaden Rashada going to the University of Miami. But more recently now, Archie Manning committed to the University of Texas. No, no real shocker there. Yep. That's, where, that's where fucking Peyton played. But his estimated NIL valuation is $3.4 million. So I don't know if this guy just has a bad agent or what's going on here, but there's no reason that this guy down in Miami should be making three times him. He's you a know, Manning. What I'm gathering is there's no rhyme or reason to these NIL deals. Either that or it's obviously it's purely geographic, right? So is that... He's in a bigger market. Yeah, is Miami two and a half times the market that Texas is? I mean, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, I guess so. But you'd think that a lot of these deals could be or, you know, national in scope, but it probably is, like, predominantly local. Like, well, because, I mean, at these big schools, all the money's coming from, like, alumni anyway. It's not like Jim Bob's Pizza Shop sponsoring these kids <laughs> anymore. So, right. I don't know. Maybe it just is, does have to do with the, the market um, and the exposure they get. I mean, we've said it many times before, but we're obviously pro-NIL, I would say. But it, it clearly doesn't seem like this is going away anytime soon, right? Like, I remember for the longest... Uh, Obviously, it was that college players weren't getting paid, this and that, this and that. That almost seems like ancient history now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually the one-year anniversary was actually a couple days ago. Yeah. It's now a billion-dollar market, NIL deals. The NCAA is going to find a way to weasel their way back into that somehow. They're going to start taking uh, commissions. Yeah. They're going to start taking commission <laughs> checks of all NIL, NIL deals. Based on grade point average. I know. There's, there's too, much, too much money going in. Um. Right, so I don't have too many more things, but NFL briefly, low, low time for NFL news, but what do you think of Baker? Baker Mayfield to the Panthers. I think a, a change of scenery always does somebody pretty good. All right. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't have anything else. I mean, I can, I mean, it's for a draft pick. Let's see. Yeah, it's literally straight up for one draft pick. What do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> I don't know. I think Baker... Uh, I almost feel bad for Baker because I think he's better than people give him credit for, but his stats also don't lie, and he's, I don't know, he's always hurt. I mean, okay, well, expanding on to that, though, uh, the Panthers aren't trading Sam Darnold. And so going into camp, there is going to be a bit of a showdown between these two who, keep in mind, in 2018, were also in the same draft. All right. So we're, we're going to be rehashing that a little bit over in Carolina. Who do you think wins out? Sorry to say, but I think I think Sam Darnold. Really, I do. Wow. I I I, feel, I, I think he will win that battle. Yeah. Um. I guess you know all we can do is wait and see. Yeah. 
I like Baker, though. You know, I, I want to see him win. I'd like to see Baker succeed. He, you know, he's, he's got a big heart. People forget he led that poverty franchise to the playoffs for the first time in a long... Not only to the playoffs, they actually won a game, I believe. And then they almost beat the Chiefs. Yep, yep. So people forget. People don't give him enough credit. And then who knows? I mean, it's, it's also kind of weird they traded him, because who knows if Deshaun's even going to play, but let's be real, they're not going to suspend him, so... No, no, yeah, no, yeah. Um, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield were one and two. Uh, Baker first, Sam second for interceptions last year. Or since, sorry, interceptions since they entered the league, which is almost That's a tough worse. stat. Yeah. But if Baker wins it, the, oh, there's so many storylines. This, this is why we got to do research beforehand, or me at least. Baker, if he wins the first game, week one, Cleveland. Their week one game is against Cleveland? Yep. Wow. Yep. All the narratives in the world. Yep, yep, yep. Is it in Cleveland? Against? Nope, nope. It's going to be in Carolina. I wonder what Cleveland fans think about it. You think they're sad to see him go? Let us know in the comments, Cleveland fans. What do you think? I bet I bet they like Deshaun. I mean, who wouldn't who wouldn't like Deshaun Watson on their team? But Yeah, I mean, I if if the league if the league had a conscience, which we know they don't, they would probably slap a long suspension on. But, yeah. uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, what else we got here? Happy, uh, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. For those of you that don't know, Bobby Bonilla played for the Mets. He retired about 20 years ago. and Or he retired in 2011. And in the final year of his contract, he restructured it so that he would be paid $1.2 million dollars Every year through 2035. So every year, like clockwork. What was it? Is it July 1st? It's July 1st, I believe. Every yeah. year he gets paid $1.2 million by the Mets. Still on their payroll. Um, so happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Celebrating time value of money right there. Spread it out. You know, which means in many ways the amount of money he's getting every year is actually worth less. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. yeah. But it would have been worth less if he took it all in one lump sum. Right, yeah. right. No, yeah, you should always do the uh, a new annual you know, yeah, yeah, annuity yeah. or whatever yeah, they yeah. call it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they say we didn't learn anything in school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we, we pivot or close, uh, I don't think there's any business news today, but why don't we circle back to the NBA and talk summer league, huh? Summer League. Summer League. Does it mean anything to you? Does this mean anything to anyone? I think Summer League's always interesting. Who does it mean something to? I don't know. I think Summer League means a lot to fans that, like, love the NBA. It's, it is the NBA's treat for power fans, for their biggest fans, people who really care about their team or really watch college basketball. It's the perfect opportunity to watch all 30 teams Send out a bunch of people who want to be in the league. Well, summer league, the NBA does it very well because they, they have the playoffs, they have the finals, then they have the draft, and then what, like a week or two later, it's right into summer league. Yeah. It's almost like there's and free agencies going on at the same right. time. NBA does a very good job of making you always pay attention to the NBA in at least some way. No, right, right. So And some players go off in well, summer league. Max Struess the other day, or not even the other day, has been going off in the summer league. They just inked him for a three-year deal, former Celtic. They got him fucking playing summer league, <laughs> starting in the Eastern Conference <laughs> Finals and then playing well, summer league. Well, probably not anymore. Probably yeah. not. I think he, he originated in the summer league. Well, you yeah. remember uh, Jalen Brown in his second season? He went down the summer league to prove a point. Yep. And he was running these dudes was, out of the court. He was off. back. Yep. And he looked damn good that year, too. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you, you really only need a year of summer league, sometimes two, to really, you know, 
keep it moving, but you shouldn't be there past two. Well, it is great for the guys that like just come into league. That's always like great because like any, every other league, you got to wait till like what's like. Uh, training camp yeah. or like uh, to get like reps season to get yeah. reps but like you just throw these guys right in and see what they're about yeah but uh, I mean the, the what brought us in today actually is to talk Mr. Holmgren Chet as he Chet. goes by you know we've been we've been watching him yeah. for, for weeks now and he's continuing to disappoint us you know I I have yet to form an opinion on Chet actually I'm, I'm not quite there I mean I, he's certainly skilled but I'm almost erring on the side of I kind of love him <laughs> I mean, he answers these press conference questions like it's 2K. Yeah, he does. It's like he has four options, and he always <laughs> picks the cockiest answer. So uh, the other day, uh, they went on, and this is his professional debut, um, which people always pay attention to for these high draft picks. He was number two overall. He scored 23 points and set an NBA Summer League record for blocks and threes in a game. Not messing around. Yep. So seven rebounds, four assists, six blocks, uh, and four three-pointers. He became the first player in summer league history to record at least five blocks and hit four threes. But the, his response is really what we should be uh, looking up or talking about. Right. So post-game, they ask him, you know, did he know that he broke these records, uh, specifically the one about blocks? Like. Chet, you had six blocks. You have a record. He, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said he said something along the lines of, "That's the record. That's it." Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it again. He's he's determined. Do does he get to seven? I could see it. I mean, that's a lot of blocks. I mean, I didn't realize he was that much of a paint presence, but he is pretty freaking tall. And you know, presumably he fills out a little bit. Continues to be nimble around the perimeter. I think the league's in good hands. You know, I don't know. Summer league performances, they can be pretty hit or miss. We, if we uh, looked at summer league only, Lonzo Ball should be like the greatest player of all time right now. People forget he was second in summer. He was almost the summer league MVP. Runner you know up. Who was Jason Tatum. Yep, yep. I mean, the things going in Chet's favor are that he obviously is talented. Um... And, I mean, probably many things, but he's obviously talented. He has a well-rounded game, but he's also playing in Oklahoma City, which is essentially an open tank mode. Um, I imagine he'll be able to play a lot of these games coming up, uh, meaning he'll get a lot of minutes, get to play with Josh Giddy. Those two are kind of a duo. Giddy's also playing in the Summer League right now. Um, so it, from from my perspective, he is going to benefit from those game reps. What hurts him is you know every player is going to be going after him. He's going to be targeted when he's on that court, especially after these comments. In fact, that's probably maybe why he makes them, because he knows that they're going after him either way. So he may as well come out swinging. You know, he might as well put a target on his back now yeah. rather than later. Right, right. Um, all right, that's pretty much all I had. I can't really think of anything else. Do um, you have anything else, brother? I don't. All right, well... It's a long day of potting, but it's always gold. Yep, yep, yep. That's another episode, everybody. We'll we'll see you next week. Peace.